Mindfulness Mode 60. There is no difference between your breathing and the breathing of the rainforest. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host, Bruce Langford. On Mindfulness Mode, we talk about how people from all walks of life have discovered mindfulness and how it's impacted their lives to help them become more calm, focused, and happy. Hey, Mindful Tribe, thanks for joining us. As appreciation for listening, I have a meditation infographic for you called Calm Your Busy Mind. This download focuses on breathing, exercise, and mantras. Get your copy at mindfulnessmode.com slash calm, C-A-L-M. You're listening to Solo Weekends with Bruce, and today we're talking about breathing. If you want to conquer the anxiety of life, live in the moment, live in the breath. That quote is by Amit Ray. Live in the breath. And it's it's such a short, to-the-point quote. And I think I lived for quite a while without realizing that the answer was so simple that if you have anxiety, you think about the breath and you just start breathing. If you want to conquer the anxiety of life, live in the moment, live in the breath. That says so much. I think back to when I was a kid, riding my bike, riding my bike through the paths among the corn, the cornfields. And there were beans too that were growing, but the corn would be so high. And the, all you could feel was nature because there was this beautiful, cool slash warm breeze, sometimes cool, sometimes warm. And I'd ride my bike and the air, the air, just felt so amazing and I could truly breathe so deeply and the breath just felt so fantastic. But at the time, I don't think all those things actually registered. I mean, when I think back, I think, yes, incredibly deep breathing and incredibly good feeling as a result of it. No factories around, no, you know, no urban uh, air to breathe. It was all the rural country air. And, you know, riding the bikes just felt so amazing. And I think so much of it was because of the air and the air blowing through my hair and the way I could just fill up with air so easily as I would ride so fast through all the fields. And even even down the gravel roads, you know, there would be fields on both sides and you just felt so amazing because of the air. I wasn't thinking, I will go ride my bike because that will make me lose some anxiety. I wasn't thinking that at all. I thought, oh, I think I would just want to ride my bike now and it'll feel good and it did feel good. But there were different times in my life where I didn't have that feeling of deep breathing. You know, like I went through a very, at least what seemed to me a very challenging separation and divorce from my first wife. And I remember 
I felt so devastated. I felt so completely, I don't know, just really upset and just like it was, oh, it was such a difficult time. And I, I remember this feeling that I just had to find nature and be there. I just had to be in nature and spend a significant amount of time there. And there was a beautiful park with huge trees and I just went there and I would walk among the trees or I would rollerblade among the trees. And I especially liked rollerblading down these pathways with these huge trees and I almost felt a part of it. And it it felt like that was the only time in those days that I could get those deep breaths that I could really feel satisfied, satiated with the air. So breathing, it's just amazing how powerful it is. And I never really thought about it so much until I started interviewing more and more people for mindfulness mode. And I started noticing someone the other day said, Hey, Bruce, what do you notice that people have in common? You know, what do people say that is similar from interview to interview? And I said, well, one of the things is that most people mention breathing. Most people talk about, you know, the breathing and how important it is to them and how to them mindfulness and breathing go together. So that's certainly something that I've noticed as a common denominator. I noticed that here in Canada in the winter time, I love the fresh air of winter. I love getting outside. Of course, I love skiing, downhill skiing. And, and that's another thing. Like you, you're going downhill and the air is cold and clean and cool. You know, it's, it's just such an awesome, awesome feeling. I love that cold air and I never really thought, oh, maybe I love skiing so much because of the breathing and the way it feels to breathe. One thing I know when I go skiing, go downhill skiing, and every once in a while they'll get a snowmobile and they'll go up the hill to, you know, do some maintenance or something. And I, and I think, you know, that shouldn't be. I hope we'll get to the place where there will not be snowmobiles with gas engines anywhere near ski hills because to me that just ruins it you know I want to experience that fresh clean air and then when you're in cold air and a snowmobile goes by the fumes from that snowmobile just linger in the air for so long and I'm like you know we've got to get to the point where we have you know, some kind of uh, snowmobiles that do not emit those fumes because breathing is not the same at all and it's not pleasurable at all when those machines are around. Now, speaking of the cold, when I was a kid, we always, the kids slept upstairs in our old farmhouse and it wasn't very warm up there. And on a really, really cold night when we went up there, you know, I don't know if this is really true, but I think I can remember that on a really cold night, we go up there and you could literally see your breath. And we just get bundled under all the blankets. And so what? It didn't bother us. It was just the way it was. Never really thought about it. 
But now as an adult, I always want to make sure the heat is turned down at night because I feel like I can't really breathe if it's, you know, like 20 degrees. That would be 68 Fahrenheit. If it's 20 degrees in the room at night, I'm like, oh, no, I I can barely breathe in this. And I want to turn it down to at least 16, which would be 60 degrees Fahrenheit. And then I start to feel like, oh, that feels good. That feels better. And so, of course, that has to do with the feeling of breathing deeply and, you know, that that cool, fresh air just feels so amazing. Now, when I started teaching band instruments, I realized that breathing was such an important part of of learning to play a band instrument for children because so many of them, and this is kind of sad when it's kids because little children breathe properly. You know, they, they just breathe naturally. And you notice that as they breathe in their, their body is expanding and that air is, is just going in and expanding. And as kids get a little bit older, sometimes they think they take a deep breath and their, their body does not expand it sort of does the opposite and they kind of get this idea that you know you fill in, fill up with air and they get all tense and tight and so when i teach band instruments i have to start talking about breath and start from scratch and i usually have a student lay down on the floor on their back put their hand on their abdomen take a deep breath and we talk about it and Talk about with the class how, you know, your your hand should move upward as you fill up with a deep breath of air. And then we talk about it and we take deep breaths. And because to play a band instrument well, you need to fill up with air and use that air effectively. And you can play long tones. And, and I'm surprised how many times I... I will uh, notice that when students are playing band instruments, they really aren't breathing properly. They think they can only hold a note for three beats and they just think they can't do it for longer than that. And then I'll demonstrate, okay, here's a note and time it, see how long I can hold it. And I'm thinking, you know, if I can hold it for, you know, 30 seconds or 60 seconds, then a child, a kid... A 12-year-old should be able to easily hold it twice as long. But it's just something you learn. You learn not to do it properly or you learn to do it properly. So breathing really has so much to do with the tension we carry in our bodies and how relaxed we are. And so that's one of the reasons if you're athletic and you get out there and you do sports, then you're almost forced to breathe deeply and that's a good feeling. And then you feel that tension kind of disappear because your body needs that air and you are breathing deeply. And I noticed so many of my guests on the show talk about some sort of physical activity that makes them feel like they're in the flow, that they feel like they get their mindfulness from that. And that totally makes sense because I think it goes along with the breathing. There are so many quotes about breathing. And here's one by Deepak Chopra. He says, At this moment, 
You are seamlessly flowing with the cosmos. There is no difference between your breathing and the breathing of the rainforest, between your bloodstream and the world's rivers, between your bones and the chalk cliffs of Dover. That's from his book, The Book of Secrets. And, you know, it really takes me back to that time when I was on my rollerblades, you know, just just experiencing the air and the trees and nature. And it's just beautiful the way he writes it. At this moment, you are seamlessly flowing with the cosmos. Even now, as I think about it, I can feel myself starting to relax. I can feel my shoulders starting to relax. Yeah, breathing is such a central part of mindfulness. And when I ask my guests, what would you recommend to someone who would like to start practicing mindfulness, but they really aren't sure where to start? So many will talk about the breath. Just take a deep breath and let it out. Just take a deep breath and let it out. And Of course, yoga is all about breathing. And I interviewed Sharon Remmel, and she's a yoga expert, episode 26. And she talks a lot about breathing and how she had to learn to relax and breathing helped her. Here's what Sharon said. Well, breathing is one of the limbs of yoga, and so it's it's really a regular part. And I like to, for myself and my students and clients, use breathing as a diagnostic. You know, I tell people they can go spend a lot of money for medical diagnostics, or they can check in with their breath, and that's a great free diagnostic to see where they're holding, how relaxed they are in the moment. They can learn a lot from their breath. So check in with your breath. Let it be your diagnostic, like Sharon says. Another person I had on my show who is all about breathing is James Newcomb, episode 13, because he's a trumpet player. And as I spoke about playing a band instrument, oh yeah, if you're playing long passages, if you want a, a sound that is open and free, It's all about the breath. It's all about breathing. So James is an expert at controlling his breath and knowing how to to get his breath to work for him so that he can create an amazing trumpet sound. And someone else who mentioned breath that jumps to mind was Anne-Claire Holland in episode 35. And here's her quote. Here's what she said in reference to panic and anger and breathing. When I notice I'm getting panicky or or angry, I stop and check my breathing. If you have thoughts about breathing that you'd like to add, just go to the show notes and, and leave them at the bottom of the show notes where it says you can hit a reply. Or you can tweet me, at Bruce Lankford. I'd always love to hear from you. Mindful Tribe, it's always great to connect with my listeners. Breathing is a wonderful topic to talk about because so many of us take it for granted. And I often think, you know, I would not want to do anything that I think would 
harm my breathing or mess up my breathing in the future or anything like that because breathing is such a central part of what we are as humans and how we feel. Many of the places I go, I equate with, you know, how did I feel when I went there? And a lot of times it's like, what was the air like? Could I really breathe? Could I really get that feeling of, you know, deep, open breaths. So a lot of these places, of course, are outdoors, you know, and I I love to travel to places and explore and discover. What have you explored? What have you discovered where breath seemed to be a part of it? I have one last quote here that I do want to share with you. And it's by Thich Nhat Hanh. It is this, feelings come and go like clouds in a windy sky. Conscious breathing is my anchor. And that's from stepping into freedom. Feelings come and go like clouds in a windy sky. Conscious breathing is my anchor. Let it be your anchor. Because it's just amazing what it can do for you. Here's your solo weekend action. Sit down and take a deep, slow breath. As you do, count slowly to five. Hold it comfortably for two counts and then let it out slowly as you count to five again. If this feels comfortable, do it again four more times. If it doesn't feel comfortable with all that counting, just just breathe any way you want And remember, you can't do it wrong. Just notice your breathing. That's the mindfulness aspect of this. Just notice your breathing. See you next time, Mindful Tribe. Bye now. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by clicking on the iTunes link on our website and leave a rating and review. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.